0: That good song. That's a blessing. It's not just a song, it's a truth. I'm glad God has everything under control. Heavenly Father, as we come now to the preaching of your word, I pray that you would bless it in power. I pray that you'd help us as we listen. I pray, Lord, that the truth, we would reason the truth in our minds and we would follow it. Uh, as the instruction is given. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to preach this morning on the subject, the value of a spiritual friend. Turn me down just a little bit. Working on this sermon, in fact, wanted to preach it <coughs> several weeks ago and uh, did not. And uh, so the longer I work on a sermon, the longer a sermon is. And uh, I think the storm is supposed to go through by one o'clock, and so we'll be finished Uh, By then, I'm just kidding. Uh, Throughout the Word of God, we find some friendships of people that were very special. And uh, there's some good things that we can learn from them. Uh, These special friendships, they're a blessing uh, to read about, as these friendships are stories of love, of loyalty, and sacrifice that warm our hearts and set an example uh, to what a friend ought to be in a friendship. I want to remind you of a few friendships in the Bible as I lay the foundation for the message. Turn me down just a little bit. I hear myself twice and uh, just a little bit of echo. I want you to be able to hear. Uh, Can you hear me, uh, Don Dean, sitting back there on the back row? Good, because I'm shooting at you, and I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll make sure that you can hear. Uh, adjustment of sound is difficult when you fill the place up and then uh, and, and adjustment of, of, of the crowd. Several great friendships in the Bible. There was a friendship of Moses and Aaron. I like this friendship. Uh, Moses is an interesting individual. While he was very brave in some areas of his life, Uh, And the Bible says that he chose rather to suffer affliction uh, with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of Egypt for a season. A brave man, a very uh, wise man. But it's interesting when God told, I I can't do that. I don't have the ability uh, to speak to Pharaoh. And uh, he gave him a friend. He gave him the friend uh, Aaron, and Aaron was a little bit of a mouthpiece uh, for him and spoke for him. But you find uh, most of the time in that friendship that while Aaron did not speak for him, that friendship gave him the courage uh, to speak. And oftentimes working together, uh, helping one another, uh, two weaknesses uh, coming together uh, to make a strength that forms uh, a good friendship. So there's a friendship of Moses and Aaron. Older man, uh, that is mentoring a younger man. Now I have great respect for Joshua because he was satisfied just to be the servant of the man of God. He was satisfied with that. He was not trying to be his own man. In fact, he became his own man by serving uh, the man of God. I fear we lose that in our generation today, wanting so much uh, to be an individual, uh, to uh, have our own individuality recognized that we ignore the fact that none of us are individuals, but we are composite of all those that have invested in our lives. Of course, there comes a time that Moses uh, is uh, no longer the leader of the children of Israel and uh, his friend and servant Joshua becomes the leader that actually takes the people into uh, the promised land. There's a friendship of Elijah and Elisha and uh, Elijah is a is a interesting prophet you have to love Elijah anybody that can pray down fire from heaven i mean you got to get that give that guy uh, some attention and here's a fellow who is so uh, connected to the god of heaven he prays a 63 word prayer and the fire of heaven falls and consumes the sacrifice I'll not go into all of the story, uh, but as excited as Elijah was and as brave as he was, Elijah faced discouragement. In fact, even uh, probably depression would describe him at a certain time of his life because he asked the Lord to just let him die. Now, that's an interesting story, and I don't think he meant what he said because uh, he was running from Jezebel. She said, I'm going to kill you. By morning time, and so he runs, and when he runs, he tells God to kill him. If he'd have wanted to die, he could have just stayed in town, and Jezebel would have made sure of that. Uh, But anyway, he gets uh, discouraged in a time of discouragement and depression. God gives to him a great friend. And I learned something in this friendship that I see in several important friendships where one person really influences another, and uh, this friendship of Elijah and Elisha. I believe there are eight miracles uh, recorded uh, to the life of Elijah and 16 uh, to Elisha. Uh, You may rate some bigger or or, uh, more powerful. Elisha, I want you to stay just looking at them as far as miracles. Uh, But there comes a time Elijah says to Elisha, I want you to stay here and I'm going to go on. And he knew what was going to happen. Uh, The Lord was going to take him to heaven not by way of death, but by a chariot of fire. Sounds like a good way to go, doesn't it? And uh, I'm looking forward to the rapture. I want to go that way. I don't have enough money saved for a funeral, so the rapture would really help me out. And, uh, uh, And so he says to Elisha, you stay here. And Elisha said, no, sir. He said, I'm going with you. And there at least three times he tells Elisha, he said, I want you to stay here now, and I'm going to go. And he names a town, he names a place, and he keeps going. And Elisha says, no, sir, he said, I'm going with you. In fact, he said, I would like to have a double portion of your spirit. Now, we could look at that and say uh, he wanted a double portion of the power of God in his life. uh, But I believe Elisha had a spirit about him, a personality, an attitude decision about him that Elisha wanted. And what's interesting is Elijah told him to stay, but he wouldn't stay. And uh, he saw him translated. In fact, uh, not only did he see Elijah taken into heaven uh, by way of the whirlwind, he picked up the mantle of Elijah, and they were going back across the brook. If you recall in the story, before they crossed the brook uh, on their way uh, to the place that he would meet God, Elijah took the mantle and he smote the waters. I like that story. And he smote the waters, and the waters uh, parted uh, and Elisha comes back that same way. And he cries, where's the Lord God of, Elisha, of Elijah? And he smote the waters and did the same. day to the last step until you are departed to heaven. I like that story. I like the friendship of Naomi and Ruth. Uh, That's an interesting story and I don't have time to tell all of it but I want you to make note of the fact of course Naomi and her husband Elimelech, they go down to Moab and they plan to stay just a while and while they are there, Elimelech dies. Their two sons marry girls and uh, the two boys die and so you have a a, a mother and two daughters-in-law that are together. Now they shouldn't have left Bethlehem Judah And Naomi says, I'm going back home. I'm going back to the place of bread. You know the story. She said at the end, she said, I went out uh, full, uh, but it came back uh, empty. And uh, you want to stay in the will of God is uh, the purpose of that statement. And uh, it's interesting, and I want you to see this. Uh, Naomi says to Orpah and uh, to Ruth, now, gals, I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah. You can stay here with your family. You can stay here with your people. And uh, I'm going back home And Orpah said, I will. I'll go back to my family. And she decided to stay there in Moab. Ruth said this. I want you to get this. Ruth said, I'm going with you, Naomi. In fact, she said this. Your God will be my God. And uh, she did. And uh, against uh, what Naomi said, now she wasn't upset that Ruth went with her. She was telling her what was convenient. She said, it'd be better for you to stay here uh, but she didn't. She said, no, she said, uh, uh, she said no, Naomi, you, uh, you have something special about you. You have a love for God. Uh, you love God. I want to know uh, your God. And so she chose uh, to stay with uh, Naomi. Are you with me? David and Jonathan is a great friendship uh, in the Bible. The Bible said that their hearts uh, were knit together together. I love to read about the friendship of Paul and Timothy. There's much for us to learn in this relationship of Paul and Timothy. Paul being the veteran preacher and Timothy being the young preacher. Uh, Timothy had a wonderful mother and a grandmother. Uh, and, uh, but Paul uh, led Timothy to Christ and he became his son in the faith. And I like the fact that Paul could correct Timothy And Timothy didn't get angry, but he appreciated the fact that he was corrected by a man that loved him. The wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. That's what the scriptures say in Proverbs. We'll see it again in a few minutes. And uh, there were times that Paul said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, that gift, you have an ability that God has given to you. You need to stir that up. And I like that. And I think we would, uh, we would uh, uh, benefit uh, from listening to those uh, uh, that are a few miles or a few steps ahead of us. Experience, especially those spiritual friends, uh, are a great blessing. Now it's sad when the friendship of Lot and Abraham ended that Lot not only went the ways of the world, Lot's family was ruined. And they died tragic deaths outside of the blessings of the Lord. You say, but, but, but preacher, Abraham told Lot that it would be best, uh, it would be more convenient, and, and, and if you just would go your way and uh, I'll go my way. Yes, but I find that in most all of those good friendships, but the wise ones that say, no, 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 wait a minute, you're the spiritual one, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to lose your friendship, I'm going to stay with you. I want you to hear this statement. There are some people in life that we meet that are spiritual anchors. They are spiritual anchors. Abraham was that kind of a person. Abraham could walk with God alone. Abraham did walk with God alone. Daniel was a spiritual anchor. He could walk with God alone. Paul was a spiritual anchor. He could walk with God alone. Let's face it, not everybody can walk alone with God. They need others to help them. Now, it, 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 it doesn't matter if that hurts our pride. What matters is we stay right with God until He comes or He takes us home to glory. Here's the purpose of the message this morning that will guide you spiritual anchors don't get away from the friends and from the people that will guide you into what is right Elijah said to Elisha Now I'm gonna go and uh, you can only go a little bit farther you might as well go on back and Elisha said no sir I'm going all the way. I'm going to stay with you until the last minute. I'm going to learn everything I can learn from you. Thank you as close to God as I can get by being close to you. Are you with me this morning? Thank God for those spiritual anchors. Perhaps in your life it was a father or it was a mother. It was an aunt or it was an uncle. Somebody in your life has been somewhere a spiritual anchor. I think of the father of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, you know the story, he went into the far country and he wasted his substance on riotous living. When he had lost all and he began to be in want, he was hungry. He didn't have any money left. He had wasted all of his inheritance. The Bible said that he got a job feeding the swine. He was envious of the fact that the hogs had something to eat. He didn't have anything to eat. You know what he said? I will arise and go to my father. Now you know what he knew about his father? Dad's where he's always been. He's a spiritual anchor. Dad's doing what he's always done. He's a spiritual anchor. Dad's servants have enough bread and to spare and i perish with hunger i will arise and go to my father's house and say i'm no more worthy to be called thy son it is a shame today how the devil separates good people and folks from a spiritual friend that can help you in your christian life now I want to preach to you and say to you today get a hold of every spiritual anchor you can get a hold of and don't turn loose. Don't turn loose to the person that points you to Christ. Don't turn loose to the person, God. Don't turn loose from the person that don't turn loose from the person that points you to faith in God. Don't turn loose from the person that tells you you need to spend time in prayer. Don't turn loose from the person who values the things of life properly there's some folks they value money way up here Abraham valued his walk with God way up here lot would have been better off to stay with uncle Abraham than to have his own independence and lose not only his own livelihood but to lose his family now, I want to go back just a bit to Genesis chapter 12. I want you to take your Bible and go to Genesis chapter 12, and I want you to see the covenant that God made with Abraham. I want you to see the covenant that God made with Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 in verse number 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land God chose Abraham for some reason, and it doesn't matter why. He chose Abraham that he would give him what we know as the Abrahamic covenant. By the way, it hasn't expired, and it isn't going to expire. It doesn't matter what NATO or the PLO or any other organization says. Uh, What God says is what's going to happen in the final days, and that promise was given to Abraham. Now, as you know the story, Abraham and Lot's father, Terah, along with Lot, they left the earth, of the Chaldees. Terah, the father of Lot, died. When he died, Abraham took Lot, his nephew, under his arm. Now, God blessed them in a mighty way. The Bible says that they were very rich. They were rich in cattle. They were rich in gold. They were rich in silver. Lot was blessed. They were blessed. Later in the chapter, in chapter 13, it also tells us that Lot was blessed. I contend he was blessed because he's in the right place. I contend that he was blessed because he was with the right people. I believe that. And Lot makes a decision. Abraham, he said, now, Lot, our herdmen are arguing because there's not enough land. Could I get you for a moment to think spiritual rather than practical? Could I challenge you this morning? Could I challenge you this morning to think spiritually rather than practically? Would it not have been better Had they reduced their wealth and kept their friendship, then it would have been for them to multiply their wealth and Lot lose his life. The Bible says in the New Testament that Lot vexed his righteous soul from day to day in that place called Sodom. Now, here's what happened in the story. In chapter 13, uh, they come to the place that they're blessed. Blessing is one of the most difficult things for you and I to deal with. I don't know why, But God blesses us and all of a sudden we think we did what prayer did. Or we did what God did. All of a sudden as a church we say, wow, look at what we did, folks. We didn't do anything except obey God. And God is the giver of blessings. Now we come to the place, now that we start dividing the blessings. Can I tell you, you and I don't need to divide the blessings that belong to God. They started dividing the blessings and they valued those things more than the spiritual anchor that Abraham was. And so the Bible says Abraham told Lot, he said, you can go any direction you want. Now could I get you to think spiritual instead of practical? Lot said, I'm in the cattle business. So I want to go where the land will care for my cattle. He lifted up his eyes and he saw the well-watered plains of Sodom. But you didn't know that's what the tank was. And Lot made his decision practically. I'm preaching to us today to say there's some decisions we don't want to make practically. We want to make them spiritually. There's some folks that believe it's better for them to follow the things of the world than to stay committed to church. Follow the world rather than stay committed in faithfulness to Sunday school. And I want to tell you, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world? But we lose our own soul. And as a Christian, we can't lose our salvation. We can lose, though as Lot did, the joy and the blessings of life. Abraham had cared for him. Abraham had provided for him. Abraham had started him in business. Abraham actually rescued him from being captured by those that wanted to kill him and Lot turned around and went right back to that place. I'm preaching to us this morning when you have a spiritual friend, hold on to him until Jesus comes or until they go to glory. Don't get rid of, don't lose a spiritual anchor in your life. I want to say publicly this morning, I am thankful for my spiritual mentors and I believe I owe them a debt for all of their lives I don't want to forget those that have invested in my life I don't want to forget that preacher who's now in heaven, Clyde Jones Jr., that stood there and he preached and and he got my dad back in church. That was backslid as the devil and mean as he could be. He was out of the will of God, but that preacher didn't stop until he got him back in church. He surrendered his life to serve God and planted a church in 1972, some 50 years ago this summer. God used that preacher, thank God, for Clyde Jones Jr. Thank God for those Sunday school teachers that taught me a truth that stuck. You know, a lot of truths, they just go in one ear and out the other. But at least they keep our minds clean. Right? And some truths stick. I don't have time to tell this story, but you, you could use it. A preacher and two deacons went deer hunting. They all three saw a deer at the same time. They all three shot. They started arguing as to who it was that killed the deer there was a preacher called because of the argument he inspected the deer and he said "Uh, is one of you fellows a preacher and one fellow said yeah I'm a preacher why he said you're the one that killed it he said how would you know I'm the one that killed the deer he said because this deer was shot in one ear and out the other (laughs) sometimes that's how a preacher feels Now, I'm thankful for every Sunday school teacher that not only taught me truths that stuck, but I saw the faithfulness of that lady and then later of those men that stood in their place every week. And the picture of just them standing there holding their Bible, that is an important teacher. Don't forget your spiritual anchors in life. I'm thankful for my parents and family that have been my friends through the years. I'm thankful for the many church friends through these 36 years as a pastor. I'm thankful for deacons that I've been able to serve God with and bus captains and soul winners and laymen and friends and those that we have loved God together and served God together. I'm saying a spiritual friend ought to have a big value in your life. Some of you young men ought to stay closer to your coach that would help you to walk with God. You know, I'd rather walk with somebody in the right place than show everybody I can walk alone and be lost some folks ought to be closer to their Sunday school teacher. Some folks ought to be closer to that friend in the choir, that person on staff, that youth pastor, that uh, widow or that widower that has befriended you and instructed you and helped you. By the way, anybody that corrects us with a good spirit and a desire to help us, we shouldn't get angry at them. That's the behavior of a fool. We ought to appreciate what they do to teach us. Now, take your Bibles, if you will, as I close the message this morning. I'm saying today, and I I, I for some weeks have had this thought. I, I thought, what would have happened to Elisha? What would have happened to the onlookers that was watching as, as the chariots of fire took Elijah to heaven? What would have happened? I wonder what she would have said had had, uh, uh, Moses not had the influence uh, on on Joshua. I wonder what would have happened had we not had the story of Naomi, if Ruth would have said, okay, I'll go back to Moab. I'm glad. Hey, friend, uh, that uh, picture uh, shows up again in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, from the book of Ruth because she decided, no, your God's going to be my God. I'm staying with you. Take your Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 17. Sometimes holding on to a friend, I believe the Lord just asked if I'd preach another 30 minutes. It wouldn't matter to some folks in that, but 20 minutes and 45, you can't tell the difference. Proverbs 17, 17, notice what the Bible says. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now hear me well, Satan is out to divide good friends. The Bible said he separateth very friends, or true friends. The devil wants to break a friendship. He didn't want Brother Young and I to be a friend or Brother Smith or Brother Swartz or Brother Woosley. He doesn't want us to be friends. He wants to show a difference that we can be frustrated at one another. But can I tell you, a friend is born for adversity. Thank God for a friendship in the good time. Oh, but I need those friends because difficult times are coming, not only to them, but to me. And friends is what helps us get through those tough times hold on to your spiritual friends Proverbs chapter 18 Proverbs chapter 18 verse number uh, 24 verse number 24 Proverbs 18 24 a man that hath friends must show himself friendly not to be friendly to others but to stay close to those that have befriended us. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Go to Proverbs chapter 27, Proverbs chapter 27, and verse number 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know what my flesh likes to hear? You're doing good. You did a good job. You're a good man. That's what my flesh likes to hear. But sometimes we need a friend to say, you know, that behavior, that might lead you in the wrong direction. That kind of attitude is not going to help you in the future. You ought to change that. I'm thankful. Listen, don't let offense separate you from a spiritual anchor. There are folks, they get mad at their mom and dad because mom and dad will tell you what's right. I don't care how old you are. And sometimes young people will say, and even adults will say of mom and dad, they're always trying to tell me what to do. Friend, if they're trying to tell you to do right, thank God for mom and dad and stay close to them. Look at verse number 9, Proverbs 27, verse number 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty Counsel. Look at verse number 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I'll read these to you. Ecclesiastes 4 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. John 15, 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. It's okay that Abraham was the stronger of the two. Lot, you'd be better off to have less cattle and still have Abraham as your friend. If you read the rest of chapter 13, stand with me. I'm going to stop right there. It stopped raining. I'm going to stop. I was hoping it'd rain another 15 minutes. Here's what you'll find. You read the rest of the story, Lot loses everything. You know what God does for Abraham? He multiplies everything he has. Because Abraham's not seeking cattle, Abraham's seeking a friendship with God. Be thankful for spiritual anchors that are friends. Heavenly Father, bless the truth of the message. Lord, sometimes we get offended at folks that are really our friends. And we walk away from somebody that could help us and perhaps even save our lives. I pray if there's that kind of offense that has separated friends, that this morning they would decide, I'm going to restore that friendship. There may be here those that have never met the dearest friend on earth, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that today they would trust Him. Bless our invitation in Jesus' name.